to Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. The show is hosted by two pasty Scottish dudes who talk real fast. Whoa, slow down there, Braveheart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Hello, good evening. How are you all? Welcome to another live. It's been ages since we've done one. Um, and this is a special one for us, um, because with me tonight is a, a, a friend of the shop. Um, this lady's been uh, friends with us for a long, long time now. Um, and she's a, a massive regular in the Scottish music scene. Um, she's played all over the country, done a whole load of wonderful things, wonderful different projects. But she's also just um, landed a wonderful gig with Franz Ferdinand, um, a sort of amazing Scottish band. So I would like to welcome on Miss Audrey Tate. Even Audrey. How are you? <laughs> that was thank- <laughs> Thanks for the lovely intro. That was well, really nice. I think it's well deserved. And call me a lady. I feel like such a grown up. Well, thanks. Congra- well, I suppose I am an adult. Absolutely, like. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. That's quite the gig to get, eh? It's quite a biggie, yeah. Oh, yeah, you must feel pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's It's been, um, I guess I was sort of as, as surprised as the next person when I got the shout for it, but it's been brilliant. Like, the guys are all super nice and everybody's been really welcoming. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been a great experience. Yeah. Oh, Had so you known any of the guys before? Um, I know... Julian a little bit from right. um, his solo project Meow Meow so we'd like played loads of festivals and stuff over the years but never actually played together in the same lineup. so we like knew each other from like many people do in the Glasgow and Scottish yeah, music yeah. scene so but yeah but I hadn't played with him before mm-hmm. so it's been kind of nice because it's somebody that I've always sort of wanted to play with yeah. uh, so it's kind of nice to get on so did, him. is that how it came about through him or did the, uh, the guys hear of you because you've got a pretty solid reputation now yeah you? I mean I, I don't even really know it was him that called but I, I don't know if they would have known me before mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. anything but um, but it's just been great like it's felt like I've, I've was welcomed with open arms kind of thing and felt like I've slotted in like pretty comfortably like as much as it's I suppose it's the biggest gig that I've I've had so far in terms of like drumming and everything like it doesn't feel I don't feel like out of my depth or anything yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels really comfortable and I'm excited to get on these bigger stages and absolutely Are you, was it a fashion show you played with them yeah that looked pretty amazing <laughs> yeah that was my first gig but I think that was a really funny one for us all like they were kind of yeah, like yeah this is not even like a real gig like it's just a kind of funny thing so yeah it was like the fashion the french designer balmain right so i'm not even gonna pretend but i know but see if you've seen the devil wears prada uh-huh. see the big thing that they go to in paris oh, it was yeah. basically that right <laughs> meryl street wasn't there though she might have been <laughs> naomi campbell was really? uh, yeah yeah well. yeah it was pretty pretty cool so yeah that was funny and it was it was great for like the first the first show just to do something that was kind of ridiculous for us all yeah yeah so i mean they're a bit of what 20 years old now they're a bit of a, a scottish institution the band and obviously a, a pretty decent back catalogue have you had a lot to learn yeah but it's been fun and like i've known the the songs anyway ah. i was actually t- <laughs> i was telling the guys we were on the tour bus going to going to paris and i was like we were all just sitting on in the wee lounge bit and i was like 
was like, do you know what's really funny? When I was at uni, Do You Want To was like my song. Oh, really? Like in, in like <laughs> a, a club or whatever. So when it came on, like uh, everyone would be like, oh, okay, there's your song. And, uh, and I was like, and now I'm playing it. But they just found uh, it really, really funny. But see the amount of people that, like old uni friends that have messaged me when everything got announced that were like, can you believe you used to jump about in the garage to <laughs> <laughs> this and I'm pure shit. <laughs> Don't tell um, I remember Take Me Out was used for a tenants advert or something years mm -hmm. ago or a World Cup advert or something that was on mm -hmm. at the cinema. I have this really weird memory. But yeah, they are some like, that's pretty big songs to be playing eh? and some, Yeah. Um, did he get, I, I would assume, and I think having known you for long enough, I, I can assume correctly you're, you, you would have to get it absolutely right and you would want to get the parts right how they were played on the record and all that stuff well yes and no like the oh, yeah. the stuff the way they a lot of the songs are a wee bit different live like I think they've just developed over the years but yeah. what was really nice in my first rehearsal like doing the, the set songs uh, Paul the original drummer actually came along so oh, wow. it was actually it was brilliant like he's so lovely and it, it was great like to play I suppose that's more nerve-wracking than playing in front of thousands of yeah. people is like playing in front of the band and the original drummer whose parts it was. So, But it was great because we could just be like, oh, what what do you do in that bit? Or there was a couple of bits I was maybe doing more like the recording uh -huh. and he's like, oh, actually, I've been doing this live. So, because you wanted, like, I've obviously got massive respect for him, so I wanted yeah, yeah. honour, like, his style of playing, but also put my own, like, a bit of my own sort of flavour into it because yeah. you, you can't just imitate like that's that's boring no and I think you know you end up with these gigs for a reason they obviously want what you do and, and what you have to offer so yeah I think getting to put your personality across would be quite cool rather than just sort of note for note well, years ago was it we interviewed um, Paul Savage mm -hmm. you know Paul quite well and yep, he, he was talking about he worked on one of the albums they did at Govan Town Hall oh yeah and they would do like they, they, I can't. He didn't tell me the name of the song. I don't think I can't remember. But they tracked the song where they tracked the verse in one room, and then moved the drum kit into like the main hall of Govan Town Hall and tracked the chorus for the the same song in there. So there's like they're obviously getting quite experimental with sound and doing different things. Do you think that'll be something you have to try and work out live or like you know you know you know how much you produce a lot of music so you know how a lot of modern music is produced now different snares on the chorus and things like that is there, is that going to be a challenge for you or yeah but I, I don't <laughs> see things like that as a challenge I think it's just an opportunity to get better and to mm -hmm. experiment and because like Alex and Julian they they produce a lot of music and they produce other uh, acts and stuff like um it's quite cool for me as a producer like to kind of see how they work um, at, in, in the recording environment but also I do love the fact that I am just the drummer so like I can <laughs> I just totally focus on yeah. the drums but when we were recording the single so the, the first single that I'm on came out last week Billy Goodbye and um, it was it was really good we'd done like so many overdubs like loads oh, of man. just loads of playing and uh, I learned loads from that like even just things like um recording the crashes is an overdub which was something that I had never done but now in my like I've got a studio so in my studio I do that a lot right now as well like d depending on like the the vibe of the song but uh it actually makes mixing so good so producer me appreciates <laughs> <laughs> drummer me like doing things separately Aye. but it feels weird as soon as you go to like play a fill and then not hit the crash yeah. 
it's so weird. So we were just like taking them out the room and everything. And wow. I was like, I'm going to end up with just like a basin snare. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> we were just, like, we were taking like the toms away and overdubbing oh, wow. them and everything. But it, it was good and the song sounds great. So it was, I've it was never, worth it. Um, recorded that way at all. So do you have to leave a gap for when you would hit the crash? Before you play the hi-hats again? I just went straight to the hi-hats, right. but for, if it was like a crash, like to a stop, it was just the old woohoo in there. Trying not to like hit my nose and all that, because it just pure throws you doing yeah, that kind of thing. But totally. when you actually go to mix it, it's just, you've got so much more control. So it's actually really a good bit of advice. Brilliant. So you mentioned that you've got a studio. And that you produce. So talk to me about that. Because I, I, I don't think I've ever spoken to you about your studio. About the studio, no. So I've got Nova Sound, which is the name of the studio. And it's also the name of my writing partnership with Lauren Gilmore. So right. I think we might be the only female-run studio in Scotland. So I'll just wow. put, that, put that out there. Well, you. do you know what I'm saying? We're on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> oh, bro, good for you. And I think that is relevant, like, to... To kind of give that a wee mention, but um, yeah, we we've been really busy. We're working on a Christmas show at the moment. Oh wow! Which is uh, it's with a we do a, like a, a lot of theatre work and stuff. So uh -huh. we're we're producing the music for Robin Hood, which is a uh, but it's like an eighties theme. So that's we were sold like season. <laughs> we got the email. And we're like, ah, right, Christmas. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool, sleigh bells, Robin Hood. Okay, we know the story. 80s music right. and we were like that yes <laughs> so that has been a whole lot of fun like to write the songs and record them and then we've been working with the cast that last week and this week getting them recorded on uh -huh. it so yeah it's been fun so would um for that would like you have to sit down with the director of the show or the producer of the show and kind of thrash out your ideas or do they give you um just free reign to write some songs send them and then if there's any tweaks yeah i mean it, it, every show is is different it's the same as like every band you work with or yeah when you're recording and all that it's a different approach each time so with this one we were just working off the script and there was a wee bit of guidance of being like oh there'll be a song here uh -huh. a song there whereas other ones will maybe do we'll do all of the music like underscoring and, and all of that kind of thing but for this one it's it's mainly mainly just the songs and we were really? like okay let's just get right into the 80s and, <laughs> so and then throw some sleigh bells <laughs> on top <laughs> sleigh bells is the answer yeah, yeah i know it was like <laughs> 80s christmas uh, okay like gated snare sleigh bells brilliant. sorted <laughs> so is that gonna be a live show mm -hmm. but you... the tracks will be recorded oh, okay i was gonna say that was my next week are you gonna play it or nah nah, nah. there's just too much on the on the tracks so, it's like I... synth Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Big production. Yeah, number. it's crazy. Brilliant. Use that technique a lot though with the overheads. Ah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the crashes and stuff. So what what other kind of is it just are you just a freelance studio where a brief will come in and you say yes or no? Pretty much, yeah. And then we yeah. kinda juggle a wee bit it's like a, a production suite uh -huh. mainly. Like so it's not like the studio like Paul Savage has, like KM nineteen. Mm. We we wouldn't really have a band coming in, but right. um we've got like a wee drum room, so I do a lot of like remote drum recording for people where uh. you in fact I call it like drum production which is really fun I love those kind of jobs where someone sort of puts their trust in you to do all the drums and like percussion and uh, I quite like mixing samples and like program yeah. stuff like getting that kind of hybrid sound and doing all the the mixing or sometimes they'll just be like can you just record drums and then give me the dry stems and I'll mix them which I like to do as well and we've got a wee vocal booth so we kind of specialize in that kind of thing um uh -huh. but we do we do like mixing and mastering stuff as well but it's quite a varied 
a very varied week that we have. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did a, am I right in saying you actually did a live theatre show? I've done uh, a few. I, I, you've, I, was, I remember talking to you about that. So that's been like another string to the bow where you go in and play. Oh, when we were in it, yeah. Like you're actually in the pit playing the music that you've written for a show that's on the stage. No, I've never done the pit work. Oh, no, really? we, me and Lauren were in. Actually in the show? like <laughs> as a I was called Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Christmas I'm actually hitting already just thinking about it that was a Christmas show as for well. the English friends hitting already is embarrassed that's <laughs> what you can see right now <laughs> yeah I mean we didn't we didn't mean to be in it but it was at a point where we we couldn't really not that we would have said, said no it was like a good experience but I think now we're like oh we're the composers and we'll do this but at that point it was just like before we knew it it was the Tin Soldier. Lauren was the Tin Soldier. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had like a rack of like pots and pans and iron brew bottles. And Brilliant. Glasses. And was called Absolutely Sticks. Absolutely blacked your way on it. Oh the my God, I know. <laughs> but it was good. And it was a good experience to be like, oh, that was really good. But we won't do that again. <laughs> it must be cool to like, to see your music have life like that though. Like it's not, it's not just a job then. Mm-hmm. that you kind of leave after you've sent the stems away and, and whatever happens to that music happens to that music if mm-hmm. that gets edited in a way that you didn't intend it to yeah, be edited yeah. because the running time had to change or something you're all of a sudden part of it oh defo and it's see like this the Robin Hood thing that we've been doing like I'm just in that mode right now it's been really great recording the cast because the way we do, is, do it is like we'll We'll, we'll track all the song and then Lauren's a singer so she'll do she'll just demo all the vocals yeah. and like I think we're both like I think each other's biggest fans so I'm always like oh I just love what you're doing there and everything uh, but bringing the cast in to sing it just gives it another dimension because like at the point that we were recording them they've already done a wee bit of development on their characters and uh-huh. um, which we didn't really know until that point so we can really like pull some ridiculous stuff out of them oh, and amazing. but the ones that we're working with on this are all brilliant so it's been good because like we find it really funny because I just think the the better someone is at what they do when they do a funny thing <laughs> like if they're singers like right. it's just hilarious like mm. if they do these crazy notes so um that's what we've been mixing all day today and amazing. it's sounding very good see at that point do you ever have to rewrite um, sometimes you maybe rewrite some words and that, and mm-hmm. then we'll do like edits as well. So what our process is for this one right now is to get like the songs properly recorded and mastered so that they can be like a release, like they'll go on Spotify and everything. Uh-huh. But obviously like for the, the show versions, like some sections will be cut and um, like the main vocals won't be in it and all that kind of thing. So yeah, there's like there's points like where if the script is developed, we'll maybe tweak a couple of wee things. But uh-huh. most of the time so far we've kind of been on on the mark with it. We've not had to ditch anything radical. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes I guess sometimes you just you never know if it's for someone else to sing just exactly how it's going to sound until they're actually there. It's really tricky because with this cast, we didn't know who we were going to be working with. Right, wow, well, okay. So you're writing songs, and I mean, 80s music. <laughs> <laughs> the melodies go mental. Yeah. Like, they're really, like, it's just like kind of weird, like half a key change and all that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and we really wanted to kind of embrace that. So, yeah, it was quite, 
we were like pretty lucky because the cast are all really good and I think when we've worked with actors that maybe aren't singers then they just character up like what they're doing and, yeah. and it just really works anyway you just find a way like yeah totally the performance you never think about the performance do you you just kind of think about if they'll sing it right uh-huh yeah but with that, you kind of you kind of need to do that and yeah so we'll, t we'll maybe tweak like melodic parts or Lauren will maybe put something down that's like like a like an ad lib or something uh -huh. like that but then we're like that's a guide and yeah. wherever your voice sits then we can we can work out so, something that's oh, like more course, natural I don't even think about things like range whether or not her range is wildly yeah, different from we, who's coming in to sing uh, well Lauren like Lauren does have a, a brilliant range but like yeah it's kind of like we, we didn't know who we were going to be working with but like I say they're all really really good so they've all kind of like really owned it and, yeah, and, yeah. and put their stamp on it which has been which has been great. So, yeah, I think seeing it on the stage will be cool because that's the first time, actually, that'll be the first time we we see that because we done a panel last year, but it was all filmed because ah, of okay. COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we seen, like, obviously the film of it, but it wasn't like, yeah, no spoilers, but it wasn't live. <laughs> uh, so this one will be cool, like, to see the actors get in about it on stage. Ah, yeah, so, yeah, I'm excited. So it must be cool because all those production techniques and writing skills that you're learning will totally inform this new gig. Definitely. You know, so like when you're in the studio, you'll be able to have like legitimate suggestions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That aren't just like, can we play a wee bit faster or something? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, I am guilty of that as well, though. Always, like, totally weird, like that drummer thing, absolutely. But, Louder like, and faster, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to hit harder, guys. Yeah, so uh -huh. just, I've, uh, I've actually learned, though, like over the years to, to play. I've always been like, oh, I don't want to hold back. I want to yeah, just yeah. be dead strong and everything. But I'm now tracking without hitting the rim of the snare quite oh, wow, a lot of okay. time which you'll know that's quite a big deal for me absolutely yeah like <laughs> up back there I know, like, you know like, like, no I can play gentle now like right in the middle dead dead centre yep tune dead low that's me but Amazing. it's all changed are you having to buy new drums because we're a drum shop so we might as well talk about well yeah gear. so we we were just talking about that actually be yeah. before we before we went live which I didn't know was happening <laughs> <laughs> and I'm loving it but, uh, no I am I am <laughs> um, yeah we were talking about so for the Fran stuff I wanted to kind of switch up like some of my like I've been guilty of using the same stuff for years and I don't I'm not yeah. precious about like like what brand or anything no, things are like a, no I've never like I've always just been kind of like except your sticks oh yeah but that's let's not go there because they keep discontinuing them yeah I'd been recording with Paul at Chem 19 and he had the, the what is the name of that kit the Ludwig the, the I think Paul's got a classic Vista maple. oh has he got a Vista light yeah the, oh the, my god the acrylic one the yes yeah, yeah, and it was so good like the talk because it was like it was big toms Aye. so have you get like the kind of fusion sizes is it Johnny Scott's kit no he got it off Chris oh did he okay Aye. right so uh, I'd been recording using that and then used the Ludwig Superphonic snare uh -huh. so I was like oh I think that'd be really good for the Franz stuff because it's got the depth and the thick sound but it's got a good crack to yeah, it as well totally. like for all the kind of disco sound and stuff so um, so we got that and some cymbals and I'm obsessed with the that sweet ride yeah, now, no. which I'm just like, I want to get get it from my studio. <laughs> so and I actually got because I was quite into the Turkish symbols, but uh -huh, that's right. I came in like to to try some things out, and I tried the Aegean, uh -huh, Aegean uh -huh. and they were great. Yeah, they're really really, good, really liked them. So I got a couple of those ones, uh, and 
Constantinople hi hats. Oh wow, okay. I, I didn't realise. Yeah. I, I think I was off when you'd come in. So yeah, so I had been using them for tracking, like the Billy Goodbye and, and that, and I was like, oh, these are, these are really good. It's I, funny how it changes, how your sound changes, eh? Totally. And I was like, I remember coming in here a couple of years ago, and I was like, I want to get new hi hats because I'd like I had my studio and then I had my unit for rehearsals, and I just, I was, <laughs> I'm so lazy. I was like. Can't be bothered to have them carry hi hats everywhere. <laughs> so when I get two sets, and I couldn't, I was like, oh, I'm so used to like the ones I'd been using were like Sabian stage hats, right? I'd been using them forever, but they're so good. Yeah. Like they're just so crisp, and I, I like I love the sound of them. And then I was trying them all out. I, you were in that day, and I was like, they all sound rubbish. <laughs> and I, I was pure raging, and I ended up getting thirteen inch K. Oh, really? The dark wow. K ones or something. Right. Because it was the closest I could yeah. get to that other sound. And I really like them. But the Constantinopoles, I think they just, they're nice and dry, but you can kind of go a wee oh, bit heavy on them like as well. they're like next level. Yeah. They really are next level. I bet they sound amazing under mics. They do. Yeah. They're, I Because they, they kind of give under being hit, mm -hmm. you know, because they're a bit softer sounding and a bit softer, they're, like they're a bit thinner. So yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they bend and give. So yeah, they'll really work, and they'll kind of stay out the road, I think, as mm -hmm. well. They're yeah, because you don't want anything to like, like it's yeah. all about the kick and snare, really, totally. isn't it? Totally. So symbols like that tend to do that. They tend to record. I think they tend to record a lot better if you don't hit them so hard as well. And if you're recording symbols, Audrey <laughs> <laughs> oh, disagrees. If you're if you're recording symbols separately, you won't yeah. hit them as hard. Yeah, that's true. Well, we record the hi hats. Right, okay. I get that. They give me that. Right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. So hit your leg. I know, I'm just like, pure bruise. No, we do, we do the hi-hat. But they, they do, like, you can balance them out a lot easier. I hate a loud hi-hat. Yeah, totally. That's my nothing. Yeah, just, that's all you. mixing. Oh, yeah, see, when you're mixing, here. like, bands and that, and it's so, not to moan, but, oh <laughs> no my moan. God, that's it's just so annoying. <laughs> as, as a mixer, like, right. as a mixing engineer, oh. Drummers take note, not loud hi-hats. No, Don't hit them just, so hard. Or, or just hit the, bass and snare harder like you're in control of your the balance do you know what I mean well there's a there's a thing because that is a that's a, a thing they all talk about like that's why Steve Gadd is the greatest in the world because he can self-mix whilst he's playing is that something you've had to learn just because of being on the other side being like behind the board I think it's just natural darling <laughs> 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 no like I, I teach drums right and I I'm even saying to like kids I teach that are like 10 and 11 oh god it sounds like I'm really <laughs> I don't throw them, throw things at them every week, right? But, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm constantly saying like you're in control of of the balance, like whereas you're kind of not. Well, I mean, guitarists in that are as well, aren't they, with their pedals? But let's face the it, it's all mobs. just loud. Uh -huh. It's all just let's just. Does put it go it, to eleven? Uh huh. Like all that rubbish. So, I mean, guitarists are great, yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, no. nah, <laughs> <laughs> the drums are the best. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just like you're in control of that. So don't give me a pure loud hi hat and then. Mm play the bass and snare like it's a secret but I have learned to play <laughs> softer I know but do you know what I mean though and it's Absolutely. always the metal ones see the ones that are into the heaviest music it's just all symbols yeah you're, you're just like, I remember oh. like totally nerd out Steve Smith used to talk about that when he when he, he joined Journey he had played so much jazz nonsense for that long that when he started playing with Journey he says he could see the engineer putting the faders up on his bass drum and his snare drum and he's like I should probably learn to do that 
Like I should yeah. probably learn yeah. to make my bass drum and my snare drum louder than my hi hat because yeah. he had been uh-huh. all right hand yeah, and left yeah. foot, oh, God, and then yeah. it's got uh-huh. change, isn't it? It's got uh-huh. to be right hand and le- uh, right foot and left hand. Mm-hmm. Funny man, because it's not something people normally teach. Like I've never, I, I was never taught about balance. Mm-hmm. I was taught about technical things and all that, but which is daft because it's going to help the the tutor like teach you better because they can hear what you're doing. Like the quieter your play, if you if it's just a woman hi hat, like you can't you can't yeah. hear what what they're doing. But I think as well, it's a confidence thing, and I think that's part of. I see it as like my job when I'm like teaching kids and stuff is like just to try and get them confident about something mm. and being mm-hmm. like what you're doing is good, but just yeah. just play up a wee bit. That and learning to play in time. The amount of young bands you see and they play a fill and it's like notched up another 5 BPM. I mean, you could take Young out of that sentence as well. Well, to be okay. <laughs> Fair I was just, I had an example in my head. I was talking to someone about it today yeah. and I'd seen a, a young band a few years ago and it was like, if that drummer's time was better, that band would mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. literally sensational mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh man, every time. I like that energy though, like when things totally. do kind of speed up a bit in and that. there's a and place like, for it. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like, not... if it's intentional or natural, but uh, like. It shouldn't be 40 BPM faster by the end. No, that's. <laughs> and I'm really bad for it, like pot kettle, my time's awful. But yeah, it's a, it's a thing No, that... your time is jazz. <laughs> <laughs> my time has not been jazz for a long time or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all a, it's all a whole learning process, isn't it? Adam, do we have any questions for Audrey? Has anybody commented or do it? Is people watching this? Is Adam yeah, finding absolutely. this so funny? Brilliant. What what is the question for Audrey? Okay, so if if you can't hear Adam over the mic, the question is: How do you decide which drum gear to use in the studio? This is quite an easy answer for me because it's just <laughs> whatever I have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that will change, like as um, if I gets more pennies but uh, <laughs> um but no I have different snares and stuff I think that's the main ones isn't it is like having different snares and I've got a different kit I've got a kit that records really well but uh-huh. I just try and have st- something that will kind of cover everything that I uh-huh. that I'm doing like so if I'm doing a lot of like I'm talking like in my studio like, yeah. so if I'm doing like remote tracking so I could be doing like I was doing a kind of folky thing like I was just working on that kind of album which was totally new to me um, but then also using the same kit and pretty much the same gear to record all these 80s tunes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, with heads and tuning, yeah, you can do quite a bit. Yeah, and I think as well, it's like, I, I totally res- like respect that. Like a lot of engineers and producers are into like getting everything right on the, the way in and experimenting with mic placement and, and all that kind of thing. But I'm quite into just like playing it well and then experimenting in the box a bit, which right. is kind of goes against a lot of stuff, I suppose. But I basically, personally, I try and get the sound from from me. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I get that. <laughs> it sounds a bit naff, but yeah, like the, the it's like the the attitude and the feel comes from like what like me rather than the gear. But I obviously look after my stuff yeah totally but like if you were to, in the 60s it was Hal Blaine it would be the same kit and snare on about exactly, 45 uh-huh. records but it was because of the way he played it you know and so. I think layering stuff up is is really good as well like I quite like Dublin like maybe a, a snare track or something but so I could I might use the same snare but put the old snare breeding love uh-huh. it put the old snare breeding uh-huh. on it or I've got like a really old I think it's a Tama floor tom that's like hideous but when you put <laughs> like something on it and or play it with mallets or something it can just give another another texture mm. so i quite like doing 
that approach as well. So do you use any samples? Sometimes I I actually am quite partial to the logic samples. They're really good. Yeah, eh? which a lot of people like. I was I was looking into like what one what package to buy, and then I watched this video, and this guy was using the logic ones, and I was like. Mm, they're actually really. If you, if you do you use the producer kits on it rather than just the mm -hmm. kits, and you've got so much more scope to to manipulate the sound. Yes, yeah, so, but I always like the core of like my sound in the in the studio, and this is like talking about Nova Sound. It's different if I'm doing a session. It's all based around like my kit playing, um, uh -huh. and then yeah, I'll maybe use the samples, or sometimes I'll like um, I've got the. The machine, like the Native Instruments uh -huh. machine. Oh, it's like, they've, that's the best gear I've ever bought, actually. Really? The best studio gear I've ever, or we've invested in, like with Nova Sound. Um, and so the, if I'm right, that's a, a drum machine. Yeah, it's like, yeah, a, like yeah, you play and with your hands. And you play, like, yeah. uh -huh, which I'm crap at, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My timing's really quite rotten on it. So, But I quite like doing that. Like I'll maybe do a guide on that rather than like... I don't mind, obviously I quite like playing a click or whatever, but I'll maybe do a wee guide track on that or if we're shaping a song, like if, like the 80s thing, we'll maybe, we'll shape it out on the on the machine and then I'll go in and play over it and then depending on what the song is, then quantize like, uh -huh. like quantize the drums, but I try and avoid that. Yeah, if it needs must, yeah, if it's, it's all the Just a bit, yeah, yeah or, or, or nudge things, but I quite like things being natural. Yeah, a bit of movement. And and feel yeah, human. absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Go for it. Another question. Paul? Hi, Paul. Oh, hello. Audrey, you're playing the F in Hydro. Is that the biggest stage you've played? And do you now need a tech? I thought he was going to say, that's my mug. <laughs> 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 I was like, sorry. Um, yeah, that's the biggest stage I've, I'll have played. And yeah, I do need a tech, actually. <laughs> When's you get? Uh, the 5th of April. Paul, what are you doing on the 5th of April? Do you want to come lift my drums again with polish? <laughs> but yeah, that'll be amazing. Like, that's so cool. And it'll be cool, like, because... Hometown show. Yeah, and my family and all that. Like, my, I've got such a supportive family, so I think it's nice, like... I feel like sometimes when you when you get, like, a big gig or whatever, you're kind of... Obviously, obviously, you're doing it for yourself, but it's kind of nice for them that's, like, been to all the 13th note gigs. Yeah, which totally. we all like. Like, I, all that stuff's, like great like i like playing small venues as well but to play somewhere like that like i go there all the time like to watch yeah, things totally. and also they'll know the music yeah you know, they'll know uh -huh. some of them maybe not all of it but they'll, they'll know enough of it to be like holy wow that's i know amazing. i know and it's the greatest hits tour so oh, right, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah so it'll be like it'll be do you wanna and, and all that oh it's all yeah uh, all brilliant. the hits so it'll be, um, it'll be good i i mean it's like when you're young and you're trying to flog your bands tell your pals that have seen you four and five and six times and kind of don't really want to come and see the same stuff again. It must be really rewarding to be able to say, well, actually I'm playing like the biggest venues going. Yeah, I know. So, I know, it's mental. And some of the venues look like it's a European tour that's just been announced. So um, I'm really excited to, well, obviously to play. Like I think, like I was saying, like the energy in the room playing with the band has been brilliant. So I mm. think we're all feeling like super up for it and really excited to get out on the road because I think especially the now when people haven't really been playing and like not through choice so um they're all like we're all like quite hyped to go out but um it'll be cool to just see some some places as well like yeah, absolutely I'm used to being in a studio with new windows so like <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like <laughs> I'll be like it'll be a good wee adventure doing some sightseeing and all that stuff brilliant brilliant right where could people find you if they want to find you like where's your like Instagram for your studio and all that? Yeah. No personally, no like up <laughs> road. Like that. Um, um, <laughs> where's so, your corner of the internet? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram 
is at Audrey underscore Tate, I think. Mm. And that's all like drum stuff on that. And the studio is at Nova Sound Studio UK, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I okay, we all I like can't it. Remember. We all, we all yeah, you'll, you'll find us. So, um, brilliant. Well, Audrey, man, again, congratulations. Thank uh, you. It was really good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on. Really you appreciate too. it. Guys, We'll be back, I guess, the next time we're live. So, yeah, look out for that. You can find us at Drummers Only UK on all the socials, drummersonly.co.uk for the website. If you need anything, you can hit us up on email, you can hit us up via the telephone or any other of our social media platforms. Um, take care. If, haven't, if we don't see you before, have a great weekend and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email. Or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.